Welcome to Betting with the Bears with Matt and Puneet. All right. Hey, all you cool cubs and berries. Welcome to Betting with the Bears with your hosts, Matt and Puneet. How are we doing, old bear? I'm good. It's football day. We have uh, another, we have an NBA playoff game. We have an NHL playoff game. It was kind of funny. Yesterday we had nothing. Today we have all three. They couldn't have spread that out a little bit. I know. Come on, guys. I know the commissioners talk. Like, just figure this out. Make it easy for yeah, you I mean, and us so we can all enjoy and, and watch everything and not we, have to flip through channels. Yeah, we've had a nonstop, just absolute onslaught of sports since July 30th. So yesterday, <laughs> after dinner, I'm like sitting on the couch. What am I supposed to do with Now what? Life? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, I was at a loss as well. I did the exact same thing. I sat down and was like, okay. What do I watch? What is there to watch? What can I do? So, uh, but I mean, I guess it was nice to get a break, you know, getting to bed early for once is nice, but yeah, that was the main thing. That's true. Yeah. And then yesterday and then today we'll just have Nirvana. So I get those three TV TVs I have set up in my living room. will be something <laughs> will be, will be in use. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I should come over and watch all the games with you. That'd be easier. We did that last time. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, um, so, uh, <laughs> Besides our schedule for watching these games tonight, there are um, obviously MLBs in full swing right now. So we'll we'll touch them because we haven't talked about them in a while. We'll we'll go over the Bengals and Browns that is play, that's the game tonight, Thursday night football game, as well as the Heat Celtics game too. Um, so uh, before we jump in everything, uh, we got the trivia question, and I got yeah. one that Hit I think me. is probably pretty easy. So. Um, when was the Cleveland Browns' last winning season? Uh, they went nine and seven. I think it was two thousand seven. Yeah, it was two thousand seven with Derek Anderson. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. and, and Romeo Cornell was was at the helm there. Oh, um, he was their coach. I didn't remember yeah, that. But yeah. yeah, that was like the Braylon Edwards. Yeah, when he was when he was really good, the receiver. Yeah, it's so yeah, but. That was like his only one good season, and and that was the Browns' basically only good season in like the yeah. last twenty years, essentially. I know that's what made it so funny to me that their over under was eight and a half. Like, why are we predicting them them to have a winning season when they haven't done it in twelve? In like, it's been thirteen years, and before that, it was it had been like twenty years. Yeah, I don't get it. They yeah. they stink, uh, and I I think they. Uh... I think they're going to stink again this year. That under is probably one of the easiest things ever. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Um, as for tonight, we'll get into their game. But before we jump into that, let's uh, quickly touch on MLB since we haven't talked about them in, in a long while here. So um, uh, the only team thus far to clinch, uh, they they actually clinched last night, were the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're the only team right now who are secured a playoff spot. Although there are teams that – Obviously, have like a hundred percent chance of, of making it, but um, just haven't clinched. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. The Dodgers are incredible. Um, going into the year, they were the World Series favorite, but they've they've been even better than people thought. Um, they they're they're incredible. I don't. I still think they're going to choke in the playoffs until I until I see them not choke. I will predict them. Yeah, to choke. they always do it. So yeah, especially Kershaw. Just playoff Kershaw, man. You can never trust him. But I mean, their yeah. their other pitchers have stepped up this year and played pretty well. And for the first time in what three years maybe Kershaw is not the lead for Cy Young not, not so, the ace yeah so maybe um you know this not so great regular season to his standards might result in 
a better postseason? I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, maybe the shortened season will too because obviously you'll be more fresh. Right. So, yeah, I mean, for what's been finalized for them in their playoffs is that um, they'll have their regular playoffs um, and then the World Series will be played for the first time in MLB history, which is pretty cool. Uh, will be at a neutral site. So it'll be yeah, played that is in cool. Arlington, Texas this year in, in the Rangers' new stadium. Yeah, that's cool. Just, since there's no home, since there's no fans, just make it basically make it a bubble so there's no travel. You can have games like back-to-back without any – and like in between, like when normally it would be traveling between cities, you, won't, you don't have to worry about that. So it's why we've been able to have such a condensed NBA schedule because there's no traveling. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah, it's, it's – I don't know. You, when you think of baseball, you think of tradition. And it's so weird that baseball is the like I don't know I guess I'm okay with the other sports kind of deviating from what normally happens, but for some reason with baseball I'm I'm just like this like this doesn't count because baseball is the most like traditional sport they've always been so pure and like the purest factor has been so prevalent in MLB only uh, opposed to the other major leagues uh, the major the four major leagues so. Um, it's it's interesting. I really wonder, you know, the players, they have a say in, like, all these unwritten rules and all that. So it, it's cool to see MLB kind of uh, adapting to the times here. Yeah, finally. I mean, they need to wake up and realize it's 2020. I, yeah. The, the, the baseball, like, they, I don't understand why there's, like, the baseball. I guess it's because it's the oldest sport in America. But, like, yeah. there's these, like, crusty old people that, like, hate any type of fun in baseball. Like, you can't celebrate a home run. You can't celebrate a strikeout. Like, when you're down – when you're up 6-0, you can't swing at a 3-0 pitch. All these stupid, unwritten rules in baseball. They just need to grow up. It's 2020. Yeah, it's whatever. Like, it, like I, just, I don't know. I really hate, like, how baseball, like, is like, oh, we're old school. We're baseball. Like, we don't do any of this stuff. It's like, you're entertainment and it's 2020. Like, there's a reason why, like, you're waning in popularity. It's because of that. So, yeah. finally, they're doing something right. Yeah. So, anyways, back to some of the teams. Um so my Washington Nationals have a whopping 0.8% chance to make the playoffs this year. So watch out, folks. I think they might make it and, and make another run. Well, hey, I mean, last year they started off, well, was it 18 and 31 before they made their run? Yes, sir. Well, this year they're 18 and 29. So all they need to do is, <laughs> is lose two more, two more and then they and can then make their run again. Here we go, baby. That's, yeah. it's, it's being set up perfectly. No, actually, they um, – they have a very good shot at getting the number one overall pick. They're tied for the second worst record in the league right now. Yeah, that's insane. The World Series hangover is is real, I suppose. But, I mean, I guess Rendon being out and then um, starting slow, Strasburg not uh, starting immediately, um, and then just kind of having a couple injuries, smaller ones here and there, really you know, took a toll on them. I, I, I'm shocked. I thought they would actually at least compete. But, I mean, then again, they did catch a heater last year and, and just, like, rode that through the World Series. So maybe they are just a really shitty team that, that got really lucky last year. Yeah, I don't know, because they had, like, sustained success up in, like, it wasn't like last year was, like, their only good year. Like, they had I know. repeatedly good, just choked in the playoffs. So last yeah. year, they, it was only, only, I don't know, I think this is more of a blip than, than, the, than the norm. I think it's just a weird year that you can chalk that up to, because I think the Nats have, like, pure talent. Yeah. Um, or like up there with like I like I don't think the Braves are any better than them. Yeah, I agree. But so hey, it's just a weird this, year, uh, but maybe maybe this first overall pick that they get will uh, end up being a uh, generational talent or something like that. Be the next Strasburg. Yeah, or the next Juan Soto, the young goat. Yeah, um, but yeah. The other team I thought that like 
who has had high hopes to begin the year, but nobody thought they'd be this good or the Padres. Uh, but they did oh, make the, yeah, they're incredible. But they did make the trade. They got the catcher. Um, Tatis. Uh, well, no, he's the shortstop. Uh, no, uh, the Austin Nola, the catcher. They they like kind of swung for the fences because they knew that this was their year. Uh, Tatis is incredible. He's the one that home run that everyone crapped their pants over. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder. He's amazing. Um, yeah, I wonder if is he going to win the NL MVP or AL MVP? Sorry. No, it's NL. Um. I don't yeah, know. Sorry. Yeah. He probably will. I, I mean, I don't really, I'm not like too hip to the Cy Young and, 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 and MVP race. Just I hope it's of, Acuna because I put money on Acuna to win. Yeah. It could be him <laughs> uh, because it's been such a weird year, but I think he's probably the favorite. I bet we can look that up. The yeah. Is. Yeah. So as you're looking that up, obviously they're, they're a fun kind of dog team and, and they look like they're a legit threat in the NL. Um, you know, they're right behind the Dodgers in the NL West. So it's interesting because. Um, everyone just expected the Dodgers to kind of run away with the NL this year, but Padres are, are kind of looking like a threat here. And then um, as for the AL, obviously the Yankees, they had all these lofty expectations, and they started off very, very good, played very well. They kind of, once injuries hit them, because Giancarlo Stanton can never stay healthy, um, They and they had a couple other smaller injuries, and, and that you know took its toll, and then they were really bad for a couple weeks and and now they're on a seven game win streak um and that right after a five game losing streak so clearly they're turning it around young carlo's back now um, and judge was hurt too right yeah judge got hurt for a little bit so yeah um they're they're starting to destroy teams again they won 20 to 7 the other night so that was insane um clearly they're gonna put up some crazy stats here and um if their offense starts to click now and, and can keep that success rolling they might just run away with the world series pretty easily honestly yeah i still think the dodgers are probably better uh even because i think the, the main thing is just the dodgers pitching i think is there the yankees pitching um yeah and yankees aren't even in first in their division tampa bay nope. how about that yeah so tampa bay is, is a surprise team the white Sox are also a surprise team in the al it's kind of weird um because those two teams kind of stunk last year and uh here we are with them leading their respective divisions yeah, the, the the White Sox have the best run differential in the AL, and the only two teams better than them in the NL are the Dodgers and the Padres. So yeah, they have third be- in the league, they have the third best. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, the White Sox are always weird because, like, I feel like they ha- always, have always had good players. Like, they have Jose Abreu. Now they have the pitcher, that, the Nat, that they that they traded for. Jean, Gio- yeah, Giolito, Lucas Giolito. Giolito. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a stud. So, and the Rays, I, me- I remember I was reading a, an article before the season started about, like, who had the best World Series odds. And the Rays were like fourth or fifth. So I was kind of surprised to see how high they were. But I guess people knew what they were talking about because the Rays have been great. I feel like yeah. the Rays are always like – A hit or miss. Yeah. they're like I feel like when they're, when they're good, they don't do it in like a fun, sexy way, like bombing taters or like just throwing like – They just play game. fundamental baseball basically. Yeah, like good defense, like a good bullpen. They like will just hit with runners in scoring position. So they're always like just like a ho-hum good team. Right. But I don't think they'll ever. I don't know. I don't think they're gonna. They're like enough talent to make it out of the AL. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, but then, one cool thing is that since uh, they expanded the postseason this year, uh, three NL East teams and no, not the Nationals, unfortunately. But three <laughs> NL East teams have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs. You have the Braves, the Phillies, and the Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins. That's got to be the biggest surprise in the in the MLB. Oh, for sure. Nobody thought they would be any good, and yeah, they're, they they have better record than the Phillies. Year. They were and so they like bad. traded, yeah, and they traded their whole team. Yeah, but whatever. Wow. Hey, it's it's cool to see, and obviously this is a, a shortened season and a bizarre season. So, 
they just, you know, they, they needed to catch a, a good win streak at the right time, and they did that just that. Yeah, I uh... – yeah, I don't know. I'm, I I don't really think that either them or the Phillies are going to go anywhere. Like the Phillies no. is is just their bullpen. They I re, I saw a stat that they've scored first in thirty six of their forty eight games, and they have a five hundred record. They have the <laughs> they have the worst bullpen since they've ever recorded bullpen stats. So they're not going anywhere. The Marlins aren't going anywhere. I really think this is like between. I think I could see the Cubs making a run, but if someone other than the Cubs, Dodgers, and Padres come out of the NL, I'll be shocked. Yeah. You Darvish, Cy Young nominee. I will yeah. say that he's been playing very well for the. Yeah, Cubs. he's been incredible. Yeah, and Degrom just got lit up last night, so he he might have lost his bid. But yeah, but we'll see. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's enough on baseball. Uh, the only other thing before we get into the NFL and NBA is the um, Lightning play, game six this night against the Islanders. Um, Lightning should have won game five. They they dominated time possession and dominated shots, but hockey be like that sometimes. Um, Lightning are minus one seventy five. It was double overtime both, too. Yeah, we both think they're going to win. Uh, the under, they've been – it went down from five and a half to five, but we're so confident in that under. It was – last game was only two to one, including the OT goal. So take the lightning, or if you don't – if you just – hockey's too weird, take the under. Yeah, cool. Cool. So then moving on to our Thursday night game, we have the Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Cleveland Browns for, in past years, what has always been looked at as probably the toilet bowl. Um, it still probably is a toilet bowl. Yeah, and and not much has changed this year. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I love Burrow, but I just this this isn't going to be the this is not going to be the year that the Bengals are going to be any good. Yeah, I don't understand why the NFL made this the Thursday night game week two. This sucks. Every oh, I love how the NFL com- this are sticking to their bit of making the Thursday night games just outrageously bad. I'm just excited until we get Titans Jaguars on Thursday night, whenever that <laughs> whenever that is. Yeah, I mean, I guess in, in to make to make this kind of make sense, I suppose um, every Thursday night game is always such a shitty game as it is because players hate playing from on Sunday and then having to play on Thursday. Yeah, so they're probably just like, all right, we'll just have the shitty teams play because this game is going to suck anyways. And nobody, if this game is on Sunday, nobody would watch Bengals Browns. Exactly. So now people are going to watch it. Um, yeah, but. Back to the game itself, the Browns are six-point favorites. Uh, they're minus 250, and the Bengals are plus 215. Um, I don't know. I, I think this game's going to stink, but I don't necessarily think the Bengals are going to win, but I'll probably take the points there. Yeah, I mean, I could see this being kind of like a, a field goal bonanza um, with the well, Bengals. They, well, their kicker stink. Well, I guess he – I don't know. Is he playing? I know he was hurt, and they signed another one. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, stinks. So it it, it probably would be better if they did sign someone. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals win, um, because let's be real, I don't, I don't think anybody in the world would be shocked if the Browns lose at this point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty what what it comes down to. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I I personally think that it's almost already become a must win for the Browns based off of the team that they have. If they lose tonight, their season's over. I think their season's over regardless. Well, yes, but in the sense of, like, nobody's going to give them a shot and everyone's just going to be like, oh, we're, we're back to Cleveland being the worst team ever and having these lofty expectations and sucking. Um, I mean, obviously, I think that's still going to happen, but it didn't think it would happen in week two of the NFL season. So Yeah, I guess, because, I mean, like, every, like 
game, playing the Ravens week one was like an auto L. So I don't yeah. think anybody expected them to be anything other than 0-1. But the, the way they did it, just getting absolutely like toasted yeah, exactly. by the Ravens. They couldn't do anything right. They only scored six points. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah, they were terrible. So, yeah, the Bengals, on the other hand, they were they looked fine last week. I don't – I mean, like, they lost, what, 16-13. to 13. They only scored one touchdown. Burrow – as good as he looked, like the, like at the end of the drive, at the end of the game when he had those two straight drives that went in the plus territory, he really couldn't get anything going until the end. Uh, the Chargers do have a good defense, but I could see the Browns also like with Miles Garrett having a good defense and just totally like making Burrow not look comfortable in the pocket. So I think this game's going to be low scoring. The the under over under reflects that it's only forty three and a half. I would probably get that up to like forty six, but I would take the under. Yeah. Um... I think the um, I, I agree uh, that it'll probably end up going under just because not even because the offenses or the defenses are good, but because the offenses just stink. Um, it's I mean, I don't know. I, I hate even talking about this game because it's just going to be such a bad game. Um, it's only fitting that like they're both teams have like brown colors. Like, yeah, it's just going to be a toilet bowl. It really is. It's just poo everywhere. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Browns look awful. They couldn't get anything going um, last week, obviously, with the six points. The Bengals, they, you know, kind of got screwed a little bit. There was that offensive pass interference call on A.J. Green when he caught that touchdown pass late. And then field goal kicker, obviously, missed when, when Joey Burrow drove him down the league. And, and, I mean, the one bright spot for the Bengals is is Joey Burrow. Um, you know, he, <laughs> he played well last week, and obviously he – he realized why the the Bengals were the number one pick last year is because they suck everywhere else. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the Browns will end up being win, but it'll be an ugly win. It's just a gross game overall. Um, but yeah, we could talk the, about – go ahead. Well, I'll just say I would agree with you. I think the Browns win, but I think the Bengals cover. Yeah, okay. So I would take the points more than I would take the, the money line for uh, the Browns. Yeah, like, better then odds. You, Better odds, and then you also you get the op, op, like if the Bengals do win, obviously that still that like still counts. So they only have to lose by six or less. Yeah, and weather won't be a factor here. Um, it'll be pretty much like a regular fall day in in Cleveland. So, yeah. Um, All right, but yeah, fantasy players then for each. We'll we'll do one for each since it's only the only game of the the week or the day here. Um, for the Browns, I think it's Kareem Hunt. Uh, like I, I really like Nick Chubb, but for whatever reason, the Browns just can't seem to quit quit Kareem Hunt like they gave yeah, him an extension they gave him more carries than Chubb last week yeah they gave him an extension in the offseason before right before the season started and then yeah like you said he got more carries than Nick Chubb they both like weren't terribly inefficient the uh, Chubb was 10 for 60 and Kareem Hunt was 13 for 72 but like the Ravens just completely shut down Baker so like they were like fine run it like whatever that, that like that, that's you were up like 40 that's not going to do anything um so yeah, I don't know. I was I, I'm going with Cream Hunt. I think for whatever reason they seem to like him more, and he's better out of the backfield too. Yeah, he had four I, he had four catches. Yeah, so I mean that's 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 a good one. Um, I, I don't know right now for the Browns. I guess if I had to pick anyone, it'd be Cream. But um, I'm I'm trying to think of somebody else. So in the meanwhile, I'll uh, go over to the Bengals. I think AJ Green will be a, a good fantasy player this week. Um, you know he he played pretty well last week. Um, and then he obviously missed that touchdown, which I, I think was a questionable offensive interference, offensive interference, pass interference call. Um, yeah, I mean he did extend his arm. Like th- those are always going to get called. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it, it was – it could have gone either way, I suppose. And he finished with five for 51 um, last yeah, he was. Yeah, he wasn't bad. It was his first game in like 18 months. Yeah, so, um, I mean, he had nine targets. So, clearly, he uh, he's getting the ball thrown his way. Um, and Burrow and him, th- there's an obvious instant connection there. Um, so, I think that um, – you know he could he could end up having a, a pretty good game today, if, especially if they can get in the end zone. Oh, I think he'll have a he'll have a very good game. And, and Cleveland's defense sucks, so um, it, it'll be yeah. Their their defensive I don't know their defensive line isn't bad. I could see this being a Joe Mixon like screen game. Um, Ooh, I like really like point. I really like Joe Mixon's talent. He, I mean he didn't do anything in this receiving game last week, but I think I think the talent's there, and they generally Burrow obviously as you saw at LSU loves using his running backs. So I'm going yeah. with uh, I think it's gonna, I think Mixon's going to have a good game. Yeah, I'm gonna so go all in on the running backs on the Browns side. I'm gonna because I hate him. I'm gonna go OBJ just sucking, honestly. So, um, <laughs> so your fantasy player is someone sucking. <laughs> yes, I said don't start him because he's a load of shit and he also eats it. So, um, you can't bench OBJ. I I know. I just dislike him, and and now it's making me happy that he eats poo. So and he's been terrible for. Three three years now. Yeah, he eats poo and is poo. There's just everything about him is poo. So it's very nice to see. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, so we both think Browns win, but that Bengals cover and that don't take anything other than the Bengals covering, and then we both think the game's going to go under. Under. Uh, yep. I, but, but I bet but, there has to be some sort of stat about all the unders on Thursday night because I feel like all those games have been so ridiculously low scoring. So we'll look that up and, and we'll get back to you on that. Yeah, um, I I remember thinking that, but like it's it's closer to fifty fifty than you think. Oh, because the games are really ugly, but that doesn't necessarily mean low scoring. It could just like I, I remember there was one game where the Rams played the Forty ers and the game like both teams put up over forty. Hmm. Um, so it's not it's closer to fifty fifty than you think. I think just because the football itself is so bad, people think that it's low scoring. Um, but it's actually just uh, generally the scoring is normal. Got it. It just looks like you're watching nothing. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the NBA game tonight, Heat Celtics, uh, Celtics are still favored, even though they lost game one, they're two and a half point favorites. They're minus 141 and the Heat are plus 120. Yeah. Uh, I'm going out on a limb here. Heat are going to go up 2-0, taking Heat money line tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I want, I want the Heat to win. We picked them last game, but the, I don't, I thought the Celtics outplayed them in game one. The Heat really? just well, I mean, Celtics are up by 14 in the fourth quarter. The Heat just made that run. Like, I, I thought watching that game that it was that, – that was the Celtics game to lose, and they did it. And they and they lost by, like, having – like, the last three minutes, they could barely score because every single possession was just a Tatum step-back 30-footer. You know, so I mean, he does that a lot anyways. I honestly thought that the Heat played awful in two quarters, and if they even played average – that this game was not really even close. Yeah, but the other side of that was like they put up almost forty points in two quarters. That like did they did they play all kind of even out? But yeah, I don't know. They, I I just feel like every time Miami was down, they weren't really down. If that makes sense, like the score the score never reflected the way in which they were playing. And once they kind of like got their act together and they were focused, it was not close. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics had a lead over 10 points multiple times in the game, and the Heat biggest lead was like five or six. Yeah, so, I think basically what I'm saying is I think that the Celtics gave some big punches, and obviously Tatum played out of his mind. Um, 
But I think the Heat, you know, take took those punches and, and it didn't really affect them. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, they I mean they won. Well, clearly, yeah. And I think that that's kind of like – I think that the they're kind of going to like punk the Celtics today, if that makes sense. I don't think it's going to be a, a like blowout win, but I think they're going to win and it's going to be – Kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, based off of the game, it was obvious that Miami was going to win because they just had the game the entire time in their hands, essentially. That's how I see like, this playing out. Like, you know how he, when, when, when like, Miami and, and the Bucks would play and, like, the Bucks would go on, like, a little run and whatever, and everyone people, – some people would be like, oh, watch out, here comes Milwaukee. But most people were like, this doesn't matter. Miami's still going to win based off the gameplay. I think the same thing's going to happen tonight. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I – I just thought this – I mean, the Celtics – you really seem like it was a Celtics game to lose. That's – I mean, they're up by 14 in the fourth quarter. They probably win that game 80% of the time. Uh, granted, yeah, I mean, the Heat, somehow they put up 37 in the second quarter and I think 35 in the fourth quarter. But um, I didn't really see anything that was like a path to do that consistently. Like I could see them having those blow-up quarters, but I couldn't see them having that like over the course of a game. So, yeah, we might just – I don't know. We might disagree there. I just think that – uh um, that like the series is going to be too close for the Heat to have like a wire to wire win. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, so well, I mean, so but then you you think you just say that you thought that he were going to do that? No, I don't think it's going to be a wire to wire win. But I think that they'll never be out of this game, and then in the fourth quarter they'll win it. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, all right, I misunderstood you there, but yeah, yeah um, no, you, yeah, all good. Uh, that's why we talked through it. But yeah, I don't. Know. I I really want the Heat to win, so maybe I'm just projecting. Uh, but I just think that the Celtics. Like they play their defense so well that I have a hard time believing that they're going to let the Heat score over 30 points in a quarter again. Like they, they play such phenomenal defense. And watching the first quarter, I was like, how the hell are the Heat going to score at all? And then the second quarter, they like put up 37 off just like ridiculous three point shooting and um, like just a ridiculous gameplay by Goran Dragic. Like the Heat shot their best percentage they've shot in the playoffs in that second quarter. So, yeah, but at the same time, I, I mean, I'm I I doubt it, but I'm sure that the Celtics probably scored their best three point shooting percentage, one of the best three point shooting percentage of the playoffs in the first quarter. And we know that Marcus Smart is going to suck today's game. He's, <laughs> well, he's yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, and he was legitimately the only reason why they were even close in that game. Yeah, well, so in Marcus Smart, yeah, he started off four or five, and then he missed his last three. Um, I mean, the Celtics yeah, but then only he put up with like twenty five points. Yeah, no, I'm talking specifically the first quarter. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics only put up 26 points in the first quarter. They, they, they didn't shoot ridiculous. Marcus Smart started off shooting ridiculous, and then he cooled off. Right, but, but like, if you teams... think about it, if Marcus Smart did not hit 15 points worth of threes, that game would have been 15 to 16 in the first quarter. Yeah, well, he had 11 points. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no, that's true. That's true. I guess I'm – it's tough to say because, like, it's only one game, so you don't know what's – Of what's... course. Of course, you you don't know like what's a what's going to happen and what was just a, a weird outlier. Um, but like the Celtics had more consistent scoring, like twenty six in the first, twenty nine in the second, twenty eight in the third, and twenty three in the fourth. Yeah. Whereas the Heat went from like eighteen thirty seven, sixteen thirty five. A roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, that's honestly <laughs> what it was. So yeah, like to me when I'm like projecting the future, it, like the team that has the more consistent scoring that seems more sustainable to me. Yeah, sure. Than the team that has both that like has the both ends. Uh, like the the high variance and the low variance. Yeah. So I, 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 yeah, totally understand that. I don't know. I just, 
again, maybe it is because we've just rode the heat and they've given us a lot of success. But I don't know. I, I'm liking them tonight, actually. I, I, I really think that they, they'll come out and they'll be up 2-0 in this series. That, w- that would be nice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, to the actual, like, players and stuff, the one thing to note, uh, and this was this was your point, but that, like, Kemba, how awful he's looked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, going back to the semis against the Raps, he's he's had a string of few, a, a few games here just playing very, very bad. Um, he has not looked good at all. But one thing to note is that he himself, he, he called himself out. Um, and um, honestly, like, when good, mature players do that, you generally see them bounce back the very next game. Um most players, you know, like the the kind of the divas and stuff like that, they'll never admit that they're playing bad. They'll always kind of deflect that question and and um, not really put the finger the blame on themselves. <clears throat> but Kemba was quick to do it and be like, "I've been playing awful." Though I'm pretty sure that was the direct quote that he said, "I I'm playing terrible." And and I really think that you know the Celtics are going to make it a point to try to get him going tonight, and he's also going to try to be in his own like a, a different mindset. And generally, like, and obviously I don't know the stats about this, but just kind of a, a more so me feeling this out. But I think that he'll have a pretty good game. They're going to force him the ball, I believe. And, and I think he's going to try to make it a point to get himself going early in this game. So I think by the first quarter, we'll know if he gets his over tonight. I think his over is his over's 19 and a half. So yep. I, could, I could definitely see in the first quarter him having like eight quick points or, or something around there, 10 points. And and um, them just trying to get him rolling because obviously, you know, if, if Kemba's playing well, then, then the Celtics have a great chance to win. So I think we'll know by the end of the first what type of night Kemba will have. Yeah. Um, to your point, and also to his point about him being terrible, he since, since the start of the Raptors series, so taking out the Philly series, that shouldn't count. Um, Kemba's only gone over 20 points two times, and he hasn't he has not gone over 30 once. So he had 29 in game three that crazy game against the Raptors when they lost to, in the buzzer beater. And then in game five, when they won, he had 21. So he hasn't really had a good showing. He's like had terrible shooting percentages, uh, which is very un Kemba like my worry for him is that he's just too short and like slight to hang with the big boys. So like in the regular season, it's not that pronounced, but in the, in the playoff game or playoff series and the teams like Toronto, Miami, who play such incredible defense and like, they're just full of long gangly athletic arms that it's going to be difficult for Kemba to score. I mean, he only shot six for 19 in game one of the heat, and he was only one one of nine from three. Ew. And he hasn't made – so the same stat since – so this is – look, this is his last five shot from three. Sorry, I fumbled through that. But his last five games from three. Last game, one of nine. Game seven in Toronto, one of seven. One of six, one of six, one of six. Then he had a good game, four of seven. And then in game – Two against Toronto, he was one of eight. Yeah. So the, he hasn't been able to score because he just hasn't been able to shoot the three. So pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, I really like Kemba. So I, I hope he has a good game, even though I'm really yeah. good at heat. I just yeah. love Kemba as a person. But I just think that, like, similar to the Siakam thing, he just couldn't score against the, the Celtics. I think this might be the same thing with Kemba. Yeah. Um, yeah. Respect that. Understand that. I, I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I want him to, well, I don't know if I want him to because I'm picking the Heat. I don't want him yeah. to go off, but yeah, just I like him as a guy. I like him as a player. Um, he he's never really done anything like to piss anyone off. He's always just like a, a good teammate and everything. So I, I hope he gets it together. But let's uh wait till game three, I suppose. 
Yeah, we can. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of props that we have. We can talk through. He's definitely cool. he's definitely one of them because I think, and we talked about this via text message that like the, the problem that we're having with our player props is that we're probably a little too reactionary and just being like, oh, this player like has played well. Let's continue to ride him. Whereas right. like eventually the law of averages things even out. So instead of being behind the curve, we got to get ahead of it. Absolutely. So you have the Celtics tonight then? Yeah, I think the Celtics are going to win. Okay, I'm going to go heat and we'll see what happens. Cool. All right, so then we'll quickly end it with our picks of the day. So lock, um, I think that we're going to go with the Lightning. I know they kind of screwed yeah. us in game in game five, but they really should have won, and they I think they closed it out tonight. Agree. I think that that's kind of the the no nonsense pick here, um, and the no brainer pick. So I'm cool with the Lightning. So uh, for the dog, um, I know you want the Celtics. So do we stay away from the Heat Celtics game, and then do we go Bengals? Yeah, that's the thing. There's really only two dogs. Because, like, I think we – like, MLB, we really only pick when there's not an option. But Bengals or Heat, I think, are two good dog options. Uh, I say we – I mean, even though I think the Celtics are going to win, let's just keep riding the Heat. We have not gotten them wrong in any of our predictions. Knock on wood. Yeah. Rub um, rub, t- rub Carson's belly or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a nap. I'll have yeah. to uh, let him know he's been a good boy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, when you're – for my – from my perspective, when you're deciding between, like, two underdogs, just take the better team in the Fair. Heat. Like, even though the Bengals are playing the worst opponent in the Browns, just take the better team, and that's the Heat. So, even though I – I mean, I want the series. I want the Heat to just win, even though I think the Celtics are going to win. Heat, Carson, don't fail me now. Cool. All right, so then for the player prop, we obviously discussed Kemba over 19 and a half. A um, couple other ones from that game um, is Bam Adebayo over 15 and a half points, Dragic over 18 and a half. Jimmy Butler also over 18 and a half. Tatum is 26 and a half, which is pretty yeah, crazy. His is high. Yeah. And then uh, to move over to NFL, you can have either Chubb over 69 and a half rushing yards or Hunt over 41 and a half. That's pretty low. Um, yeah. I like Hunt. Yeah. I, he, he was 13 for 72 and against the Ravens. That is like a, in a game one where they were down the whole game. So they had right. to pass right. Two, just a superior defense. Right. To the, to the Bengals. Right. And, I think both Chubb and Hunt are going to have a good game, but the only reason why I'm picking Hunt is because we have 28 and a half or 28 extra yards. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Let's go Hunt then. All right, cool. Uh, you know, uh, here we are, and, and who knows, tomorrow we might be talking about our week one overreactions, and Hunt could end up with like four carries for 10 yards or some shit like that. But um, it seems like they, they're going to give both of them an even share of carries. So, um Against a defense like the Bengals in a game where they there shouldn't be a blowout, expect both running backs and Chubb and, and Hunt to to get the ball quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, how we could even take the over for both of them. <laughs> yeah, we, I we guess won't. The, the only no, I would never take. I would <laughs> never, I would never bet more money on the the Browns being over anything. Two multiple rush, two times. rushing over. Yeah, um, yeah. But to your point, to so the and the the Chargers Bengals game, which was another close game. Austin Eckler had 84 yards on 19 carries, and Josh Kelly, their their rookie running back, had 12, uh, 60 yards on 12 carries. So, if if that holds, both those players would have hit their over. Yeah, let's hope that the the Browns just don't start throwing the ball every freaking down to to Poo Eater and and Jarvis Landry. So, <laughs> yeah, let's hope. And as yeah. far as the game prop, um, there's a there's a couple here that we like, but. I know we mentioned the under 46 for the Browns Bengals. I like that one a lot. Uh, I like under five for the Tampa Bay and the Islanders game. 
Um, for the Heat Celtics game, I think we're, I mean, I think we're both in on the under, uh, which was at 209 and a half. But one thing specifically that I was kind of interested in is the Heat under 26 and a half in the first quarter. So looking at their first two series against the Bucks and against the Pacers, they were kind of hit or miss, just like you would imagine as, as they were in this game. They'd, some first quarters they'd put up over 30, some they'd put up less than 20. So game one, That's they so only crazy. had, <laughs> I know, game one, they only had 18. But I can see this being a game where the Celtics the Celtics come out and just play the best defense in the world as like we're not going down two to one or we're not going down two zero. Yeah. So the Heat under twenty six in the first quarter is one that I wanted to highlight. Yeah. But of the ones one. I've mentioned, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just personally because of this insane streak that's been coming with the under of um, the NBA all these games since the the post uh, protest. The yeah. the unders hit like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, wasn't it like, wasn't it like four of twenty six at one point, like four or like the, the over was like four out of the last like thirty games. Yeah, it's yeah, I think it was something around there, which is just so insane to think that it's just been under 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 under. So essentially, like the last uh, what? The, no, it's been yeah. That was the first playoff series uh, with the Bucks and the Magic. Um, so yeah. essentially the entire playoffs have been under and Pretty not much, just yeah. one series, but every single series has been under. And I yeah, think even you, the only ones you can, I think that out of the four or five that have gone over what three have probably four have been overtime. And then like, obviously you had the ridiculous series between, um, Denver and, and the, um, jazz that they just scored in bunches then with, uh, Jamal Murray and, yeah. and Spida. So yeah, that, that's right. But I mean, the others have been the others have been hot recently. Um, yeah, they're having a they're having a moment. So we could do the game. <laughs> under, we could do the, the game under and not, and just not mess around with one quarter, or we could do um, one of the football ones, like the under for the Browns Bengals. What's their under? Right now it's forty three and a half. Oh, okay. But I think, but yeah, by the thing that you can get it to minus, or can, you can get it to forty six at like minus one sixty five. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a toss up for me. I'm not. I'm not too sure. <sighs> I want to ride the under on the NBA, but would not be shocked if uh, if the under for the Browns Bengals also hit. Yeah, I think uh, the variance of Thursday night football probably makes it a little a little too risky. So I <laughs> yeah, think, that's true. You, I think we should do either the Heat or like the Heat specific first quarter under or the yeah. game under. You pick. All right, let's do Heat. Okay. Heat under first quarter. Okay. So if if um if it holds. The, the as they did in, in uh, the first game, this game should be under, or the okay. week this quarter should be under. If not, if, then you know you know who to be mad at. Yep. And if the game if the game total under hits, then you're never picking a game prop ever. Again. Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, so yeah, that that about wraps it up. Uh, tomorrow we got the Lakers Nuggets game one, and then on Saturday we'll do our we are do our uh, week two NFL preview. Yeah, so programming note, we've decided that we're going to do a Saturday special every week now. Um, we, we really liked kind of having one episode devoted only to NFL because obviously they play one day or two days in a week. And um, it's fun to kind of get them all and, and give the NFL its time to shine on betting with the Bears. So uh, we're moving forward. Expect a Saturday uh, episode for the rest of the season. Yeah, and it'll also be give, give us more time to know as far as all the injuries and stuff. Absolutely. So, cool. yeah, we got the Lightning as our lock, uh, the Heat as our dog, Kareem Hunt over 41.5 rushing yards, and the Heat under 26.5 in the first quarter.
I'm 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 sensing a four and day. How about you? All right. Yep. I'm I'm liking it. It looks good. All I see is is dollar signs. So I think that's all. Though um, you know, happy betting. Enjoy the games tonight after last night's night off. And uh, we will get back with you guys tomorrow. So until then, bears out. Peace.